This episode is brought to you by the Slash and Cast Podcast Network. Discover all of our shows at slashandcast.network. Scarland, thank you for tuning into another episode of the Valhor Podcast. I'm your host, Lane. And, uh, yeah, I'm a man who was visited by the Norns in the modern time trying to be a Viking and live to survive. <laughs> That's what the show's all about. Oh, and horror. Of course, we can't forget the horror. Yeah, uh, wow, we're already on, like, what? Episode 12, I think? Um, I think so. I think this is officially episode 12. Wow, we've been running the show for 12 weeks. That was my attempt of a whistle. Uh, yeah, well, yeah, so this episode was kind of delayed, um, I'm sitting here fumbling with, like, stuff already, yeah, uh, so this episode was kind of delayed, uh, and the reason being is, we were gonna do The Messengers, but after kind of watching it, I was like, ah, you know, this movie's just kind of like, it's sad, it's too sad, I was like, uh, I'm not really for a sad movie, I'm kind of more for a do something gritty but cool but then i was like what if we give an interaction choice by the community we let we let the community you know the other vikings pick out what we should talk about and honestly my heart was racing through the whole thing because i'd put scream 2022 down as an option uh scream 2022 is not a bad film i'm just not ready to get over uh officer dewey's death uh, spoiler alert, by the way, that was eh, a little too late, but, uh, yeah, I'm not ready to get over Dewey's death. And, um, yeah. Um, so, yeah. You know, when you really come to love a character and you watch him die, it's really hard to be like, oh, yeah, we could talk about this. I can't talk about it. I'm not ready to talk about it. I think I need some therapy to, uh, to mourn the death of you know dewey we all need to especially support uh gail at this time by buying the book the death of dewey or something whatever she's gonna name it i mean come on however that being said dewey would be a is a mischaracter david arquette killed that character i could never see anyone else portraying dewey again except david arquette of course um but yeah yeah no that film was so we did. Uh, we're doing Hills Have Eyes, uh, the 2006 version, not the, uh, not the 90s one, which I have yet to see. Oh, pardon me. Um, I have yet to see, honestly, um, and I don't know why. There's no excuse. Uh, yeah, um, I had watched this film, the 2006 Hills Have Eyes, when I was really young. Um, and a lot, of, and I'm starting to realize a lot of these horror movies I've been talking about recently were oh, when I was like younger. So yeah, except Scream 2022. <laughs> we got to talk about something. You know, we got to talk about definitely something. Uh, oh, you know what? The first episode, the first episode, Halloween. I was not young when I watched that. I actually, I've never seen a uh, Halloween until the original Halloween until this year. Yeah, right before I started the show, I was like, I don't know what to kick this first episode off with. And I was thinking about uh, Texas Chainsaw Massacre and Nightmare on Elm Street. But then I was like, eh, let's do something else. Let's go back to the original originals. And then I found Halloween. And I was like, oh, you know what? I don't think I've ever seen the first Halloween. If I did, it had to have been quite some time because I don't remember any of it, honestly. Except, of course, 
You know what? I think I did because I do remember, I do remember the scene where Michael peeks his head through the little dark hallway and him getting shot through the window. So I do remember that. Um, and you know, uh, Hills of Eyes was created by Wes Craven. First off, two people who I didn't realize had so much of a control of horror back in way back in the 80s and 90s and early 2000s was Toby Hooper and Wes Craven. Um, you know, we always talk about like uh, John Carpenter, of course. Uh, and then, of course, there was like Sean H. Cunningham for the directors of the producing of Friday the 13th. Um, but Wes Craven and... Toby Hooper probably had more movies than them outside of, uh, outside of, of course, like, uh, John Carpenter's, like, Halloween. I mean, of course, John Carpenter went to go do other things. I don't know what Sean H. Cunningham went to go do. Um, but yeah, no, Wes Craven and Toby Hooper, they, uh, they've had some interesting works and careers, uh, especially, um, in the 2006, uh, Hills of Eyes, uh, Gregory Nicotero was behind on this one too, um, which, hold on, I want to Google him real fast just to see if I am correct on what he's done. I don't want to sit here and say things, and next thing you know, that's not true. I don't want to spread false facts. Yeah, so, um, let's see. Yeah, so Gregory Nicotero, yeah, he's been doing the Creep Show show. That's kind of redundant. <laughs> Um, he did, he, he's worked on Land of the Dead, he did Evil Dead 2, there we go, that's what I thought, I just wanted to confirm that, um, what else did he do, oh, he did Halloween 5, yeah, he's done a lot so far, I mean, let's see, what else, been putting a lot of documentaries, oh, he, he worked on Ginger Dead Man 2, there we go, what a classic, that's what really started his career was not Evil Dead Two, but Ginger Man or yeah, Ginger Dead Man Two. There we go, Ginger Dead Man Two. That is what started his career right there. Yeah, so Evil Dead Two, not that, not not that. Ginger Dead Man Two, that is what started his career. Um, so yeah, there we go. That's how we knew where he really got all his fame from. Um, oh, you've apparently worked on Kill Bill Volume 1. Well, see, he's done a lot. Um, but yeah, I think right now his main focus, of course, has been, um, Creepshow, the TV series. Um, but yeah, I mean, like I said, he did, again, The Hills of Ice 2006. Which, just again, this movie. Ha. <sighs> You know, I didn't realize how much violence was in this movie when I was growing up. I was kind of like, um, I don't know. I don't know what I thought when I was growing up. I just didn't really get it because I was a kid. So now I'm trying to figure out why did I enjoy this as a kid? <laughs> I'm very mind sick, folks. Very mind sick. Uh, yeah, so... No, but I mean, honestly, though, I will say this for, um, um, 
What was I going to say? Oh, yeah. Wow. Mind blanking out on the show. Nice. No, I'm kidding. Uh, but yeah, The Hills Have Eyes. It's not a bad film. 2006 edition is not bad. Um, it's it's interesting. It's about... Uh, if you've seen Wrong Turn, it's pretty much that, but uh, New Mexico Desert. Um, and instead of really young, like, trail runners, mountain climbers, it's a family. And one of the kids fiance or husband or boyfriend I don't know they never explained that in the uh, film um, but yeah however um, you know around three minutes of this film of course the uh, credits the opening credits play um, and they show like they show like blast waves of like n uh, the whole thing about this thing is in the beginning it starts off it's like between 1945 and 1962 there was nuclear testing in certain places of the United States they didn't realize how much effects it had on the people I'm doing a creepy narration voice because this is what I feel like it would have been if they had paid for a narrator to do it um, but yeah so it starts off with that and it starts playing the song which was a really good song uh, and it shows like photos and videos of like nuclear blast hitting everything and all that however they also show like um, mutations of sorts by like birth defects uh, believe it or not this was actually not caused by any sort of radiation this was caused by uh, the use of Agent Orange in Vietnam so these are real photos but it was not caused by nuclear radiation um, and apparently the gas station set was built on the location in Morocco um, it was so authentic that occasionally someone not involved in the production would stop to buy gas. That's cool. Um, almost all of uh, Ted Levine's uh, Levin, Levin's Levin's I don't know I'm bad with last names. <laughs> I'm just terrible with names in general. Uh, Levin's action line actions and lines were improvised. Uh, and who is he? This is not what I must Google. I'm looking at like trivia real quick. Just thought this would be fun. Uh, yeah, since uh, everyone wanted me to watch this film again and, you know, uh, curse the day that I ever saw this film. No, I'm kidding. It's not bad. It's a really good film. It's super gory. Uh, if you like a really gore factor and jump scares, this is definitely your film. But yeah. Okay. Oh, okay. He's Big Bob. So. In the family, you have Bobby, the young teen, Brenda, the young daughter, and then you have Lynn, the oldest daughter. Then you have Big Bob and Ethel, who is who is the mom and father. And then you have uh, Doug, which is uh, Lynn's, again, husband, boyfriend, fiance. They never explained, but they were together because they had a baby together. Uh, and they would also kiss and all that. So I'm pretty sure that meant they were together. I'm just having to assume. But yeah. Um, they, like I said, there's just not much explanation, especially about Brenda and Bobby. Bro Bobby's w like this weird kid. I mean, like he, he starts pissing like right near his sister and his sister's like, there's an outhouse right there. And then something slaps the side of the outhouse and he goes, Brenda, you perv. Like, um, Hey, Bud, I don't think your sister's trying to perv on you. Uh, you're her brother, so 
I think you need to step back and realize where you're at in life. Uh, but yeah, I mean, another thing about this film, uh, so I think it was Bobby who owns the dogs, but it's like family dogs, but he really loved them, was Beauty and Beast. First off, they're two German Shepherds, very pretty dogs. But yeah, they're um, just, I don't know, I've always liked German Shepherds. Um, they're just beautiful, beautiful dogs. But I thought it was just cute that they were named Beauty and Beast too, because of the story. But uh, <laughs> yeah, so um, yeah, um, uh, I guess Beauty wasn't too much of a, a good listening dog, uh, because Beauty would run away a lot, uh, Beast would stay, uh, so they, well. So how they even ended up, I probably forgot to explain, I, I know I forgot to explain that. So how they actually ended up getting attacked was they stopped at a gas station. This man who's been working there, he helps the people who live in the hills kill. And he sends them down the path of where they normally like to strike. Um, they blow a tire because the trail was spiked. Um, so they end up blowing a tire. Big Bob, Doug, leave. Leaving Bobby, Brenda, and Ethel all together with Lynn and the baby Catherine and so with that um, Bobby went exploring uh, because Beast got left let out by Brenda and Beast was found ripped open um, or beauty not Beast my bad beauty was found ripped open and so yeah um, he ends up falling and hitting his head. Uh, this uh, Ruby, who is uh, one of the hills people, like kind of protects them. She's she's not like the others where they like to eat, rob, and torture and all that. Um, so yeah, with the with her like just being over Bobby and protecting him, Bobby wakes up. Uh, knows beauty is dead tells nothing to the family like hey i don't want to alarm y'all but found our dog just cut open and eaten out of like hey i don't know if that's normal and all that like no 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 so he completely hides that which was like uh that's the last thing we want to really hide there uh first off uh, cause if I went on a road trip and my dogs were found like that, I'd be like, uh, yeah, we gotta get the fuck out of here. We're walking, we're hiking, we're doing whatever it takes. Uh, everyone grab the nearest weapon, stay circled together. They cannot attack us if we're in the best circle ever. Uh, and yeah. And even if we have to, we can create a shield wall. <laughs> but yeah, no, Bobby hides the fact that Beast is dead, but he's very skeptical now and he's very paranoid about what's to come. Uh, Big Bob is still gone. He went to the gas station. Uh, Doug comes back uh, first. Big Bob goes back to the gas station. He uh, he starts walking through it and he finds a duffel bag with like jewelry and a styrofoam box with a severed ear. And he finds the gas station uh, keeper's uh, car. Right before he leaves, he... Um, he sees him, he goes, Jupiter, don't come near me. 
I've got buckshot. That's literally what he says. And then he's like crying. He's like, I tried taking care of them. They're wild animals. They lived up in the mines. And then, you know, he blows his uh, head off. Um, Big Bob tries to leave while hearing so or doing so. He hears someone going, Daddy. Like over and over again. It's such a freaky ass scene. Um, but I still want to know what they meant by that scene because, like, the guy said he was raising them. Did they mean, was he calling the guy who blew his brains out daddy? Or was he calling Big Bob daddy? Because Big Bob is a dad to all those kids pretty much. Um, by pretty much he is, except Doug. Doug is the boyfriend, fiance, husband that is not announced of anything. You just know that him and Lynn are together. So... Uh, while after getting brutally beaten in the dude's car, Big Bob wakes up and like starts uh, dozing off. You can hear people talking around him. He's in a mine shaft, and then it phases back to the people at the camper. Um, and so they uh, they ended up somehow. Beast got out, and um. Yeah, Beast gets out, finds Beauty, and this is what was really cool, as I loved about this. So, while the family's trying to survive, Beast is now on his own, his own quest, his own little side quest of uh, vengeance. It was kind of cool. Um, you know, the family's like, we're out here to survive. Beast is like, I'm, I'm gonna kill. He's like, they killed my sister, I'm gonna kill them. <laughs> so, yeah, you gotta love Beast. Beast is a beast. Um, so, yeah. And with that, so with that being, he, um, Beast is again on his own side quest, and Bobby again goes looking for Beast, um, Lost Beauty, he's not trying to lose Beast, and in the hedges he hears a man mimicking a dog, and walks, starts running back, he wakes up, uh, Lynn and Doug, and next thing you know, that's uh while he's doing that uh they when they go investigate something i can't remember but they go to investigate something um i don't know his name but the uh the hills both the hills boys get in there that's what i call them uh, i think one was called lizard lizard and one other guy goes into the camper and starts like standing over brenda and poor Brenda through this scene. Poor fucking Brenda. So, um, one of them, like, puts his, like, starts holding her down and, like, keeping her quiet. And he then calls on the radio to activate a trap, which has Big Bob getting burnt alive. Um, you know, so everyone's running in and out of that camper, go, talking to Brenda. But Brenda's being really, like, held down. Like, no one notices or anything. Like, Doug walks in there. He's like... Brenda keeps secure the camper and Catherine and all that. And it's like, it's like Brenda's dealing with her own thing. Why don't you turn to help her out? Like, Loki's balls. Help her out. Like, come on. Um, but, yeah, I mean. So, yeah, it, it was kind of like, that was weird. How do you not hear or see someone struggling? And Ethel uh, Big Bob's wife was sleeping in the camper when the dude shouts now on the radio. 
It's not like he was quiet. He he shouts it out. And she didn't even... I, I don't know. That, that kind of just... I don't know. It angered me to see that. It was like... It's like, what? What? You're telling me... You're telling me right now that y'all did not notice or hear her struggling or screaming like that? Um... So yeah, after Ethel and all of them are pretty much trying to get Big Bob out of that uh, hellish torment of uh, being burnt alive, um, Lizard and the other guy are kind of like fucking things up and tormenting poor Brenda. Like, I feel bad for Brand Brenda. Like Her whole family pretty much didn't even notice that she was getting attacked by these dudes. And then... Uh, yeah, so Lizard, I think it's his name, that's the one named Lizard. Lizard ends up eat, like biting a parakeet's head off and drinking from it, which was very, very... Ugh. Like, here's my one thing. is When I watch horror movies, it's like, okay, a zombie eats blood, makes sense. Vampire eats blood, makes sense. But when I see something that is un not undead, but just like crazy, and wants to just destroy things or murder... And they drink blood. I'm like, why? I'm like, blood is not... There's no way blood tastes good, you know? Because I've cut my hand and I can smell my blood. I'm like, ugh, it smells like dirt and iron. It does not smell good. But yet they always want to drink the blood. I don't know why. They just always want to drink that blood. They're weird for it, but... uh, Yeah, so then... uh, Following that, they... uh. Len comes back, Lizard and them torment her uh, by pointing a gun at baby Catherine, end up killing Len. Yeah, and so, um, yeah, after that, um, you know, uh, Doug, Bobby, Brenda, the last survivors, Ethel dies as well, and they go and plan a revenge strategy to go get Catherine because they also kidnapped uh, Catherine, so... Doug ends up sneaking into the little places that they were, that they've been hiding in, uh, this little city building place, and with that, um, he gets knocked out, put in a deep freezer full of human bodies, escapes it, and, and, uh, yeah, he ends up, uh, fighting the dude who, uh, attacked Brenda that night, not as well as Lizard, but the other guy, uh, loses a few fingers, gets the guy, uh, and then he goes after Catherine. Liz, uh, Ruby took Catherine because we're going to kill baby Catherine. And, uh, yeah, so with that being, um, I ended up, uh, killing the dude and rescuing Catherine. And I mean, it's about as happy as a rescue sad story can go. So yeah, I think honestly, at the end of the day, I think I much rather would have honestly talked about Scream 2022, if anything. Um, so I wanted to rather talk about Scream 2022. Uh, must would have been most most preferable than this. This was sad. This this was way too sad. So yeah. Um, however, not a bad film. Um, highly recommend it if you're into gore and all that. Uh, so yeah. Other than that, that was this week's episode. I hope you all enjoyed. 
Thank you all for tuning in to the Vol Horror Podcast as always. Be sure to check out the Slash and Cash Podcast Network, all that great stuff, and as well as that, but also check us out on Twitter, the Vol Horror Pod, and then Instagram is the Vol Horror Podcast and everything, including the Slash and Cash Podcast Networks on Twitter and all that good stuff. Check out Slash and Cast and all the others as well. Other than that, we'll see you all next week, and skull to all y'all sagas and victories.